in three, two, one. John, are we live? We are live, sir. Sorry for the late start, everybody. That was my iPhone not reloading like it's been doing. It's my brand new iPhone. For whatever reason, it doesn't work. What's going on, John? Not, not too much. Uh, just very excited about today's show. I am if, too. If anything, if the show is like the pre-show has been, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've lot had of a lot of fun before <laughs> going live, so I'm excited to chat with both of our guests. Do you have any shout-outs before we start? Because I think this one's going to be a fun-filled, longer episode. So you <laughs> kind of telling me to hurry up? Yeah, give me your shout-outs. I'm going to one-up you. So John, we say this every week, John oh. always one-ups my shout-outs. I'll always give a shout-out and then he'll give a better shout out. <laughs> right. But I have a surprise for him today. Ooh. So you go first. Intriguing. Okay. Uh, two shout outs. First off, we know, everybody here knows about the uh, government shutdown. And there are still a lot of people out there that are working without a paycheck. And some people live paycheck to paycheck. And I just want to give a shout out to them uh, for still doing their job and protecting us, especially, you know, Border Patrol and TSA and there's a lot of people out there that are working hard and uh, trying to figure out how to make ends meet, and something's got to be done about this. So that's, without getting political, it's just shout out to them. Uh, secondly, and more personally, uh, Maggie's birthday is Friday. Oh, I'm not going to be able to uh, shout out you oh, now. Oh, you didn't think. No, oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> and I know that she's watching, so happy birthday, baby, uh, in advance. Aww. We will be... Starting the celebration Friday morning. We've got a fun weekend ahead. And uh, she's down in Dallas right now working. But I believe you're coming home tonight if Mother Nature allows. And uh, yeah, just happy birthday. I love you. I look forward to seeing you. You know what would be real lovable? If you sang her happy birthday like you made me sing on here once. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that Friday. Okay. <laughs> so John, one time I sang happy birthday, I think to you. You did. And then he shortened that clip and tagged um, the voice tagged uh, American, American Idol, Idol and yeah. everything he could so that everybody could laugh at my, my singing voice. Hey, man, I thought you were good. It was, it was touching that you did it. I didn't know you were going to do it. And you just belted it out. I thought it was good. And who knows? A little publicity. Well, my shout out's actually to you. Um, oh, Maggie said, thanks, babe. Oh, that's Aww. nice. Uh, happy birthday to her from me as well. I'm not going to sing again because the last time I sang, you, Maggie saw what happened. But my <laughs> shout out's actually to you. So this is episode 38. Yes. And when John and I started last year, we had a great time, but we were getting used to how to work the cameras, how to make the show run um, effortlessly. Effortlessly. Yeah, that's a word. Um, and most people, they don't see John throughout most of the show, but he's in the corner working the cameras, working the audio. And last week's show, we went, I think, not 90 minutes or so. And instead of it being a round table, it was just both people kind of talking at each other. And your camera work when I watched it back was perfect. I mean, just watching the production of the show get better and better and better. Shout out to you. So you. shout out to you for the camera work, for the audio work. And then also, John says, I'm going to get it on iTunes. He gets it on iTunes. He says, I'm going to get it on Spotify. He gets on Spotify. iHeartRadio, he's doing his best. It's not his fault. But he gets it. He gets everything done and just watching the show progress. So my shout out is to you. So that was a sweet shout out to you. Wow. I tried to one up your shout outs today. No, you, that was <laughs> like fantastic. That? that was fantastic. I appreciate the, the credit and the recognition. We enjoy doing the show together. Uh, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of behind the scenes work. But it's come Wednesday at 3 or... 305. 
boy, Matt's already <laughs> busting my balls effortlessly. Oh, he said really? that. He's, he's all over me. <laughs> all right. Keep, all keep right. tuning in, Matt. So As <laughs> interesting as we are, we have yes. a couple phenomenal guests that we should probably get to. Get to get to know a little bit and have uh, our audience get to know. So my intro for our first guest, Candace Jordan, is maybe the longest intro. Well, can I say a yes. shout out before we get Absolutely. started? First of all, I want to know why Laura and I have these Martian silver headsets on <laughs> and you and John look like rock stars with these black, sleek looking things. I mean, I, I, we're ready for outer space, yes. aren't we, Laura? So funny enough, yours are the nicer of the oh. two, of the four. Yeah. So the quality of yours are nice. Me think not. <laughs> Your quality is actually nicer yeah, than mine and John's. Yeah, nice, nice. Look at that, John. Nice save there, Mo. Man, oh man. So we have to get new headsets. <laughs> <laughs> Only when Candace comes back. Yeah. For Candace, we're gonna get like really dolled up ones, really nice. Bedazzled. Ones. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? Just, just for Candace, I'm gonna get the ones with the antennas <laughs> yeah. that are still pointing up from 1985. <laughs> um, so Candace's intro is going to be long because I, I could go on and on and on about everything she's done. And I'm going to read it because I don't, I don't want to mess this up. Oh, okay. She's a writer. She's a blogger. She's a model. She's an actress. She's a media personality. She currently is a social columnist for the Chicago Tribune. Her column is Candid Candace. And if I goof this up, let me know because there's a lot, there's a lot you've done. <laughs> She's a Chicago Now blogger. She's the founder and award-winning host of Candid Candace TV. She's appeared on three of Chicago's top 100 lists. She began modeling at the age of 13 in St. Louis. And during the course of her long career, she appeared in over 20 national magazine covers, including eight for Playboy, had a billboard in Times Square, was a Playboy centerfold, December of 1979, and she appeared in almost everybody's favorite movie, Risky Business with Tom Cruise. <laughs> that is quite, that may be the largest intro we've ever had. <laughs> well, that you did a stellar. great job of it. That is a lot. Boy, I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> well, I took it from your bio, so <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. We'll start with Chicago Tribune, I guess, yeah. and Candid Candace. Tell yeah. us what you do with the Tribune and Candid Candace. Right. Well, actually, I do about the same thing with both. In the On the Tribune side, um, I have a social column, and I cover some of the top charity events in the city. Um, uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to shine a light on all these charities that we have here in Chicago. And the ones that I can't cover in my Tribune column, which is once a week and online, um, then I do it in my blog. So I try to cover 100% of every charity that happens in the city. Wow. And there's a lot going on in the city with charities. We yes. were just talking off air about some of the charities all four of us are passionate about. Yeah. What got you wanting to write and blog and, and just be a part of the Chicago culture? Well, you know, ever since I was little, I've always had a journal. So I've always been a writer. I mean, writer, quote, unquote, writer. And, uh, and when I came to Chicago, um, I was involved in the fashion business, and I was involved with Playboy. And um, after Playboy, uh, Today Chicago Women asked me if I wanted to join the team as a fashion editor. So I started doing that, and that's about the same time that blogging became popular, and they started an online segment and she the founder Sharon Lee asked me she said do you want to write a blog for the online comma and I thought well sure I have no idea what a blog is but you know I'll figure it out and so I started writing and um, I found out that people were reading it I'd get stopped on the street and uh, when I left I realized that that's the only thing that I really missed and so I started my own and it's been like seven years now I've had my blog Candid Canvas. That's awesome and so take me through like a weekly look on 
candid Candace's <laughs> life. So do you go to events almost nightly every day? Uh, I go a lot of events. As a matter of fact, somebody made a joke because I had to bring my calendar. You know, I don't use my phone for a calendar, so I have an old-fashioned calendar, and I've got a jillion Post-its on one month page, <laughs> and they said, God, you should take a picture of that. But that's really truly how busy it is. I mean, if you wanted to go to an event three times a day, you could because there's yeah. always something going on in the city. Uh, the most recent one that I covered for the Tribune was a terrific event for the Union League Boys and Girls Clubs with uh, Cubs manager Joe Madden. And they had a fireside chat at the Union League Club, and he was he was on fire. He talked for an hour nonstop about uh, he loves RVing, you know, the, his, the players that he thought was going to take a big leap forward. Al Morrow was one, and uh, Schwarber was one, and then there was a third one. You'll have to read the column to find out the third one. But, um, I mean, he was just, he was fabulous. He was hysterical. And so it was all for charity, and he donated some artwork for it. And so it was a real feel-good evening and uh, that's the kind of stuff I mean I never get tired of this it's so stimulating and inspiring that I feel very blessed to be able to do it and you get to meet so many interesting people I'm sure as you traveled uh, as your entire career you've been able to meet tons of people from different walks of life and all around the country but locally in Chicago there's uh, I love Chicago we were talking off air and we said it's such a awesome big little city because you can become almost intimate with so many different people. Whereas you, you mentioned off air, you know, in New York, you might see somebody once and never see him again. Yeah. Have you found that in Chicago, you've just built a really cool network of people? Oh, I, it, it is amazing. And even though, you know, my husband and I like to dream that when the weather gets really bad here that, oh, we're going to move to Florida, you know, we're going to do this. And then I think about all the people that we know here and the people that we've, you know, all the years that you take to build up this kind of a relationship with people. I mean, and not only just best friends, but you know, friends in general, charities, you know, networking, like you mentioned, you can't leave something like that. It's priceless. And uh, you can't rebuild it in another city. It took years for me to get to the point I am. And when did you move to Chicago? In 74. Okay. Yeah. Where from? 75, I think, 74, 75, yeah. From, uh, from St. Louis, but I grew up in a small town in southern Illinois. It was a railroad town on the banks of the Mississippi River, and um, I had a scholarship to St. Louis University. I was valedictorian in my class, hated school, so that didn't last long. And uh, the Playboy Club uh, happened to open there, and I went for a job, and I got the audition. And, uh, you know, from there, it was, uh, you know, never looked back. And most people in Chicago know this, but Playboy's original mansion was in Chicago, yeah. not in Southern California. No, I lived at the mansion. That's exactly where I moved from a little town in Southern Illinois. I moved right into the Playboy <laughs> mansion on State Street. And, you know, surprisingly, you know, that's the beauty of youth because you don't realize you're never intimidated by anything. You think it's your due. And, you know, when the butler opens the door and, you know, said, come on in, I thought, yeah, I belong here. This is good. And and, it, and I hindsight, I look back, I said, where did those balls come from? You know, I said, I couldn't believe it. But uh, there I was and I fit right in so it was a great match for me and that must have been a riot in the late 70s early 80s it was the heyday I call it the golden age of playboy and I was so lucky to live through it. I mean that's the time when every celebrity that was in Chicago were dying to get into the mansion parties you know the Rolling Stones I mean every top person that you can think of was invited and they had all those parties there constant parties when did it move from Chicago to LA it moved probably in 19 let's see oh, I was set 79 of centerfold uh 75 or 76 somewhere around there okay yeah, yeah that was after all that problems with bobby arnstein his assistant who committed suicide because the feds were on her for you know trying to bust hefner for drugs which he didn't have and uh, that was the ugliest part of that whole scene and he got very turned off to chicago even though it was his home and where it started and that's when he started looking for a place in la 
That's awesome. And I'm guessing it gave you a lot of opportunities to travel. Oh, lot, tons. I did promotions for Playboy practically all over the world. I mean, it was, you know, we were up into Canada. And the best part of it was that you would do it with other playmates and we would just get crazy. I mean, you know, we were young, we were fun, and, you know, would say yes to everything, you know, as far as going out. And the clients obviously loved us. Right. And we'd get invited back. And so we made a lot of money and uh, we had a lot of fun and met a lot of people. Yeah. And red carpet treatment, I'm guessing, oh, 100%, everywhere you yeah, went. Limousines. Yeah. Well, you know, even at the mansion, you could order food 24 hours a day. They had butler service. I mean, you could get a lobster at four o'clock in the morning. It was, it was crazy town. I, I can imagine, and obviously you knew Hugh very, very well. Yeah, very, very well. I attended both of his memorial services, and uh, you know his mother. He even though he died in his nineties, his mother lived to be a hundred and one. So Good you know he had great, you know, and uh, and he fortunately wasn't ill for a long time, and it right. didn't. Uh, but you know it, he's the type of guy that I never expected to die. Quite frankly, I mean yeah. he was just he was so iconic and such a legend, a living legend that. Um, you know, his passing, I mean, his legacy hasn't been felt yet. Yeah, and I, I think it's his legacy is going to last forever, very much larger than life. Larger than life figure. in every single way. Yeah. And there will never be anybody else like never. him. Never. And, you know, I love his son, Cooper. We're very, very good friends. He's a very quiet, low-key guy. He, he's, he's, not, he's like his dad in so many ways, and he looks exactly like him. But Hefner was Hefner, one of a kind. Yeah, and, and trend-setting when he did it. Yeah, I mean, oh, it, way ahead of his time. Anybody else who tries to replicate that is just essentially replicating what he's done. Mm -hmm. Nobody had done it up to that point. Right, although the magazine, the new magazine that under Cooper's direction looks really, really good. Yeah. They have more than one centerfold, which I don't know how special that makes it, but I guess for viewers it might be a better treat. I'm, I'm sure the guys <laughs> would rather <laughs> two yeah, rather than one. Yeah, probably more than one is better than one, yeah. <laughs> um, any favorite spots you guys traveled to when you guys were traveling? Well, you know, we always loved the south of France, and okay. I had my 50th birthday party in Saint-Tropez, and that was an absolute riot. My, we have friends, Patty Connors and Jimmy Connors, the tennis player. They flew in for it. We had about 200 guests, I guess, and uh, yeah, that was the most incredible party I've ever attended in my life. And that's my favorite memory of our travel. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. With Candid Candace, are you doing um, Chicago-based still mostly, or are you going to expand that past Chicago? No, I do it from coast to coast. Okay. I mean, I had global followers, and so you know, people pitch me and send me information about events in New York, California. So if whatever I think is interesting, I'll put it in. So yeah, no, it's not just Chicago. Any cool upcoming events John and I can come to? Uh, every event you and John can come to. You oh, should exciting. come to every single event. Uh, let's see, what is the next event that I have? Um Oh, oh, God, I can't remember. There's so many. They're all backed up. Um, we got to check it, check it out on Candice. Can yeah, if check you go it to CandidCandice.com, correct? Right. Yes. That's a tongue twister if you say that five <laughs> times. I'm going to try to get it right every single time. Um, and you were in Risky Business. That's yes. cool. Yeah, well, that was really cool. And I just told you before we came on air that I just got a residual check again yesterday. That's I mean, awesome. I'm still getting checks from this. And it, it so happened that it was filmed in Highland Park. It was 1983. And there was a lot of girls that were hired. I mean, there was a house party where they were hookers, quote unquote. And... Uh, um, and I was one of the hookers, but I happened, Rebecca de Marnay, who was in it, happened to really like me. She started to like, she wanted me to have lunch with her and this and that. And so I got to be very friendly with her. And then from her, I got to know John uh, Avnet, who was a producer, and uh, Brickman, who was the director. And they gave me lines in the 
thing. And if I didn't have lines, I wouldn't have any residual checks. So they really bumped me up to another level for this. And I really owe it all to Rebecca DeVernay for doing that for me. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's if you have lines, you get residual yes. checks. Is that Yeah. Is that if you don't works? have a line, you don't get a residual so check. So extras, no residual checks. Yeah. But yeah. if you have a line, yeah. you get You can't them. go mute. You got to try to make yourself known. Well, what's awesome is, I mean, how long ago was that movie? Yeah. 83. Yeah. yeah. So 83. So yeah. 35 years ago now. Yeah. And or thirty going on thirty six, right. and they're still giving residual checks. We're talking off air how the Friends yeah. cast is getting crazy residual. Oh checks my god, there. they have to be trillionaires. I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to retire on my checks, but <laughs> yeah. they're still checks, and they all count. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, not long ago, I ran into him coincidentally in Neiman Marcus with his mother and Suri, his daughter. And so I wanted to introduce myself, you know, because this was such a moment in time. And I said, you know, I was in your movie. And he says, oh, God. He says, yeah. He said, shouts across the floor. He says, Mom, she was a hooker. Oh and I was God. like, oh, my God, let's put that in perspective. But anyway, that's the kind of guy he is. He was just warm and friendly and welcomed. You know, he didn't try to, you know, have bodyguards around him. Yeah. And it was, he's a hell of a guy. And you said he's taller than he looks. He is taller. He's like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, wow. You know, everybody thinks he's like a short little midget. He's not. He's a good looking, handsome man. So, shoot, he's a little bit taller. Than me. <laughs> Damn it. So all you guys who well, call really him short. Well, you're really cute though, Mo. So. Oh, you're too sweet. When all you guys who call him short, he's taller than me, so cut it out. Um, and he's a nice guy. So I, we were saying off air, I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast and he had uh, Russell Brand on and Russell was saying that he really wanted to dislike him. Mm -hmm. And he goes, when I played in the movie with him, he was so sweet to everybody, whether it was staff, people who were working the set, he genuinely wanted mm -hmm. to know how your life was, how your family was. He's like, you can't hate him, he was too nice of a guy. Too nice, and he's brilliant. You know, most of the scenes in that movie, he improvised. Yeah. Which is mind-boggling to me, because right? he was like, what, four years old at the time in the movie? I mean, he was a young kid, and he knew his stuff even then. He's gotta be close to a trillionaire now, too. <laughs> I'm telling you. His residual checks have to be incredible. Yeah, he has to have a Brinks truck. Several of them bring him in, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, um, so any charities that you want to outline? Oh, no, there's just so, so many. many you know, it's like trying to pick your favorite kid. I love yeah. Paws. Pets are worth saving because I'm a big animal lover. I loved uh, One Tail at a Time. It's another animal welfare. Can you tell where my interests yeah, yeah. lie? We have a Realtors to the <laughs> Rescue, too, and, which and is a And there's a Senior Pet Rescue, Young at Heart Senior Pet Rescue, too. I mean, they it's all senior pets. Uh, but I love, you know, anything, obviously, with kids. I mean, every single charity is a worthy charity. Right. I mean, they all do something that's so good for some part of the community. So, yeah, no, you can't pick them. Giving their time, effort, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and money, obviously, to help a cause out. Right, yep. So many deep-pocketed, big-hearted people. Guessing you have pets, then. I do. I have a chihuahua. One? Yeah, Rooney Rules. He's all over my Instagram. I you gotta, haven't seen it. I, I I just followed you yesterday, actually. Oh, just so yesterday. Yes, I did. I did. And how long have you known I was going to be on this show? Since five, six days ago, okay, I think. That's when I got when acceptable. I got the thing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like and share everything oh, now, though. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna, gonna like see. and share. I'm we're gonna be watching. Watching. We're gonna be you. Instagram BFF soon. <laughs> okay. Um, I have the opposite. I have a German Shepherd who's 130 pounds, but he acts like a Chihuahua. He's like a he's a lap dog. They are the bigger the dog, the, the they're like the babiest. He's a huge yeah. huge baby, and my sister's a veterinarian, and she's big on uh, just supporting animal charity. So anything you guys have coming up with animal oh, charities. Well, I always know. post it. I always post all the charity events that I'm doing or going to or covering all on my Facebook pages and Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, you're very. I, I just started following you, but we've, we've been looking at your page for, for the last little bit, and um, you're very active on social media. Yeah, I love it. So connect with you on Facebook, 
Instagram, Any, anything. CandidCandice.com. Everything except my phone calls. I hate to talk on the phone. I do too. I hate it. Hate it. There was a post yeah. on Facebook a couple of days ago where somebody said, you know, I love making phone calls still. I know most of you hate it. And I get a thousand voicemails a month and I'm like, please don't call me. Oh, no, Just no, I hate me. it. My husband teases me about it constantly. As a matter of fact, when the phone rings, I don't care if it rings a thousand times. I wait for him to pick it up. I just, it's something. I don't know. I agree with you. I yeah. just feel like in this day and age, you can shoot, if, if it's life or death, just shoot me a text message. Yeah, text. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. How does everybody else think about that? Well, I got a, so I'm getting teased here. They said, disappointed in Mo's lack of Instagram savviness. We have Tom McCowan said, you guys sound great, John. Keep up the great work. Aww. We have a shout out to the Playboy Mansion. That's an Yay, obvious one. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got people. We have a lot of people actually tuning in and watching. Oh, I'm glad. So people can go to CandidCandice.com mm -hmm. to check that out. And then on the Chicago Tribune, is it? Candid Candice. Candid Candice. Is it a certain day that it airs or is it? Uh, well, no, there's something online all the time. All my past events okay. are there online at Candid Candice. And then we it comes in the paper every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah. In the okay. life and travel section, which is a new section. Oh, awesome. Because it used to be life and style and they just changed it Sunday. So it's life and travel now. Yeah. And it's a broadsheet. So it's bigger. Other than the south of France, anywhere you love traveling to? Oh, Miami Beach, yeah, any day. Miami Especially Beach? now, I could go right this instant. Yeah. This is this weather. <laughs> we, were, we were joking. We said the two weeks ago, we're like, wow, what a great winter. It's barely snowed. It's barely been cold. And then, sure enough. So you're the one that brought this we on. We did it. We, we goofed <laughs> it up. <laughs> we, uh, we jinxed it. And sure enough, I think the next week is going to be pr pretty bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Woo. Oh, I do want to talk about one yeah, thing, though. Sure. Um, tomorrow night, I'm going to be at the American Writers Museum. Okay. Uh, it, can't, getting Candid with Candace. It's going to be a Q&A conducted by Laura Schwartz to benefit the museum's programming. And we're going to have some fabulous surprises. Uh, my costume's going to be on display there, my Playboy Bunny of the Year costume. Awesome. Uh, we have a really special dessert from Eli's Cheesecake that's going to be adorable and a great surprise. So it starts at 6, and it's over at 8, and it's only $25, and you can pay at the door. And it's 180 North Michigan. What time? At 6 to 8 tomorrow night. 6 to 8 tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, we'll put a link to it in the comment section as well after we're done. John sometimes is able to catch them quickly and put a link on the video itself. If not, we'll put it in the comment oh, section. Oh, thank you. That'd be so super. So people can uh, click on it and show oh, up. Great, thank you. Any advice, and we always kind of have this, uh, it doesn't have to be for an entrepreneur, but anybody getting into writing, um, anybody who wants to get into business, any learning experiences or advice you want to give? Yeah, I think the one thing that I learned that was the most important is to do what you love to do because that that will lead you right into success because if you start out trying to be something that somebody else expects you to be it will never work and then you're going to have to spend time trying to reconfigure your whole concept and also you know it, I write about what I know I don't write about you know you don't see me write about economy or you know politics or anything else I write about the social scene because that's what I know best so it's really truly stick what you know and then your brand will follow. I love that. You know, last week we had two gentlemen on who were talking about happiness and, and there was an undertone of, you know, don't do things that you don't like doing because ultimately that's not going to lead you to be happy. And we can just tell, I mean, I'm sure everybody listening can tell and anybody who's ever met you, the passion in which you talk about all the things you do oh, you. obviously shows and it's because you probably love what you do. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I'm very lucky. Love that piece of advice. Thank you. Um, our second guest has been waiting patiently. <laughs> Laura LaPratt. I didn't goof that up, did I? No, it was perfect. Perfect. I'm going to give you a big intro too. <laughs> oh, jeez. She's the CEO and owner of Shopping Girl XOXO. She's a personal stylist for clients nationwide. She's been featured in My Daily Fine Chicago, Crave, Shy Guide, Monday Morning Jolt, Cheeky Chicago, WCIU, WGN. 
Um, you've been on basically everything as well. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here and with such another great guest. This is really fun. What I love about both of you, and once we get into the roundtable, you're both big into fashion. I'm really not. I go to Suit Supply <laughs> and I just let them dress me because I never had a great fashion sense. Um, tell us a little bit about what Shopping Girl XOXO is because I don't want to butcher it for everybody. Yeah. So I started my personal styling business 11 years ago. And really, we focus on helping women to not only look, but most importantly, feel beautiful and confident in their own skin. So I go into your closet and help you to put amazing outfits together from what you already have, and then also incorporate those new modern pieces to kind of pull everything together and help you. The goal is so that you can look in your closet and absolutely love everything that's in there, but also know how to wear everything in multiple different ways. I love that because, and we were talking off air, you and I, about how I used to be scared of mixing and taking risks with fashion. So when I walked yeah. in the suit supply, I was like, okay, I got a gray suit, I have a blue suit, and I'll wear Comfort a white zone. shirt. Comfort zone. Yes. I can't mess it up. And they started making me take risks by make. They were just placing things in front yeah. of me and said, wear this, I think it'll look good. And over time, I've broken my nervousness with it. Do you find a lot, even with, because women, I think, are more fashion forward than guys are, for the most part. Do you find that's a problem? Yeah, well, I don't think it's a problem. I think, I mean, my goal is to really get to know my clients on a personal level and help to bring out your own personal, unique style. So a lot of people out there that hire me are looking to figure out what it is that feels like them so that they can walk out the door in the morning feeling they're most confident, most comfortable, and being themselves. So I really just help them um, to figure it out what it is that's going to make them to feel their best. I don't like to throw the hottest trends on every client. That's not at all my style. Um, so it's really just figuring out what the best styles are for different body types, different coloring, different lifestyles. I love that. Um, you have a shout out already. We have Ooh. Elise Collins said, um, hey, Laura, you make me feel beautiful every time you style Aww. me. Oh, she's so sweet. She's someone I've been working with for years. She's so sweet. That's amazing. So backing up, we were talking about how different people have nervousness, obviously, about their, their style settings. And we talked about the customized styling sessions. You also go out and you shop with people, correct? Yeah. So I do boutique hops and styling parties where I will take clients to local boutiques throughout the city and we'll kind of go to two or three different places that I've customized for my clients. Um, and it's really fun. We have champagne and cookies and just kind of have a great night and I help them having their own personal stylist there to put outfits together um, and support amazing local boutiques that are out there. It's like a bar hop with shopping for exactly. women, which is amazing. So amazing. And I, I love what you said about how you support local boutiques. That's on purpose? Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that I quickly realized when I started my business. Um, I When I first started, I had five jobs. Um, I really just threw it out there because I love styling. I got a second degree in fashion merchandising and... Um, made a website, made some business cards, and thought I would do it for fun. Um, but my clientele over the years obviously grew to become my full-time job for years now. Um, but when I first started, I decided to get jobs, part-time jobs in the field so that I could really hone my skills and also figure out what it was that I wanted to specialize in to separate me from my competition. So I quickly learned that I wanted to work with those local Chicago boutiques and designers um, and style my clients from them. Uh that's yeah. wonderful. And, and obviously, kudos to you for the hard work. Thank you. Opening a business is never easy. When I did it, I worked a bunch of jobs just to be able to get to the point where my business was actually making yeah. money. So good for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of fun to continue to learn, but also having that supplemental income so you're not freaking out. Um, and then every six months to a year, I drop another job. And so it's been my sole job for about eight years now. But um, those first three years were really fun learning good, from all the other. Good for you. Too. Just like just like Candace, I can tell the passion you have for what you do. Yeah, I loved what she was saying. I mean, it's so important to love what you do. And I think it's clear. It comes across clearly when you absolutely like have a passion for what you do and love it. So I just really love helping women to feel beautiful and confident. Oh, I love that. And you, this is really cool. We talked off air about this, you and I, you do closet organization, which is now yes. a big thing. Huge right now, definitely. And especially this time of year, but also it's definitely trending the closet organization. And I just love to go into someone's closet and turn it into their own personal store. Um, I love to be able to, you know, I have a consultation with my clients and figure out what they are looking for from it, but I really like to do it all on my own so I can do a big reveal at the end, you know, again, pop a little bottle of champagne and show the reveal of the closet and, um, and just help my clients to be able to be excited every morning when they're getting dressed. So almost exclusively women's styling, but will you do a guy's closet? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I definitely organize um, clients and I will work with men as well. I definitely specialize in women. A lot of the male clients that I work with tend to be husbands of clients that I've already worked with and stuff, but um, definitely organization in all aspects of the closet. Well, I don't have a wife, <laughs> so I can't help you out there, but I have a big closet that really needs yes. organizing. You were telling me about your closet, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. it uh, <laughs> I can't wait either, because I feel like if you walk into, because you see it, you see it on TV, and it, it has become a trend. You see it on social media. People have these perfectly put together closets. Yes. I have a big closet, but I definitely don't have it put together yeah. perfectly. Yeah, and you're very lucky to have a big closet because that's hard to find in the city. So you should definitely take advantage of it. I moved to Northbrook, and it was purposeful. I had built a bedroom that was off my master into a closet, Love and now it. I occupy about a third of it. Oh, yeah. I can help you. Perfect. <laughs> I'm probably It's probably going to motivate me to buy more clothes. Yeah. I, I wish you worked with guys oh, that I can work with are built like, a, built like a T-Rex, short little arms you. and a big I got neck. you. Um, and then... One thing that I think is also really cool is you will style somebody for a shoot or an event as well. Oh, correct? yeah, definitely. I do lots of events. Um, I know galas have come out up, up a lot today, but I work with a lot of clients that are going to galas, which is really fun. Um, and because I work with those local designers, I can always get, if we choose a beautiful dress, I can get custom jewelry made for their events, which is great. And I do photo shoots, you know, pulling and having everything um, look perfect in the photos. And uh, yes, yeah, so I do all of that as well. I when I had a photo shoot for something recently for a for an article and same thing I ran to suit supply and I was like hey guys dress me yeah. <laughs> I just ran over and I said can you guys just pick out what I have to wear yeah because I it's a one off thing that you're gonna then market yourself with for a long period of time yeah. so even me who now after you know six or seven years of going there has a good feel for my own fashion. I had to run to them and say, pick out what I want. Yeah, and it's kind of a, a bummer feeling when it's a last minute thing and you like are stressed out about it and stuff. Yeah. So I love to be able to help people last minute with that. And um, sort of touching on that, I do have a lot of clients that come to me, um, you know, who tried different things like Stitch Fix and Nordstrom. And that's, those are wonderful companies for um, specific people. But something that I think sets the personal styling, my personal styling business apart is that it's just very customized. Um, I'm actually listening to my clients and not just pulling from a select group of items for sales. Like it has nothing to do with the sales for me. I just want my um, clients to really get something that is them and unique and special for their personality. 
you have um, more fans. Emily Ward <laughs> said, love you, Laura. My Aww. favorite stylist to work Aww. with. She's Got so some fans sweet. tuning in. This is interesting to me because I know that fashion varies between the U.S. and let's say France or Italy, obviously fit different fashion trends. Do you find that in the U.S. itself, if you go from like Chicago to New York to Miami to oh, L.A., yeah. they differ? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I actually think Chicago compared comparatively has a very casual vibe to our city. And I love that. Again, I think comfort is key um, to making you feel as beautiful as you can be. Um, so I love that Chicago has a casual vibe, but it's also fun because there are so many events throughout the city and reasons to dress up. Um, but yeah, definitely throughout the country, there are different styles. So that's another thing. I help people to get ready for their trips. And, you know, I have a lot of clients that will get a wardrobe just for their like week long trip to Miami or New York, wherever it happens to be, or just to help them to pack for those trips because they are kind of different vibes. We're in different places. It's interesting you mentioned that because I'm pretty casual normally, unless I have to go to court, which is a rare occasion now because the other attorneys go to court more than I do. But I like to play dress up at events. Yes. So people should come get dressed up by yes. you and go to Candace's event. Exactly. A good it's a team. Win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> and and she, like you said, there's everything from formal to uh, black tie to kind of business casual events yes. to in the summer for pets a lot of times. Candace, you have those like kind of the doggy outings where you're just yeah. totally casual. Cocktail yes. chic. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candace probably has a really good fashion sense. <laughs> well, I'm yes. guessing it's been honed over a long time. So yeah, I hope so. I bet you have an amazing closet. <laughs> well, I, I'm very lucky. I do have great closet space. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm a hoarder. See, I was just going to ask you, Laura. You know, I don't know. How it's do you time go into, to purge? No, but I mean, what if you go into somebody's closet and they have things that they're really attached to, and yeah. there are too many of these things, and you're trying to make them you know, pare them down and they just don't want to part with anything. What do you do then? I really just, I mean, I just do what my client is looking for. So if my client is just looking to make the most use out of what you have, what um, I always recommend is just, if you don't want to get rid of things, let's make sure that you're wearing them and like show you different new modern ways Mm -hmm. to wear those pieces that are a little older. Um, And it's always fun to kind of reshop in your own closet. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. The, any fashion don'ts? Ooh. Any big, like big ones, like for guys, don't wear socks with sandals. That's a fashion. Don't. <laughs> right. That's a good one. That's like a that's a pretty <laughs> general so one. Funny. Any fashion no nos? That's actually a really interesting question. I feel like it really depends on the person, and mm-hmm. I I feel like there aren't any rules anymore in fashion. I think it's all about what you feel you're best in, and you just have to be confident and rock it. Mm-hmm. You said that word confident. So when I was at Suit Supply, there's a guy I go to there, and his. I always feel like if I wore his outfit, I would look ridiculous. Yeah. We're very different builds. Yeah. But he looks fab, right? He looks great. And he said, no, it's conf- I'm confident in this, so I make this exactly. look good. Mm-hmm. And I think if I wore that, I would just be self-conscious wearing his crazy-looking yeah. outfit all the time. Yeah, so you shouldn't wear that. You yeah, should yeah. <laughs> I dial it back one notch. Just a notch. Just one notch. Yeah. Um, but accessories are a big thing now, too, because accessories yes. have become... I remember even a decade ago, a watch may have been an accessory or a necklace for a lady. And now, whether it's guys or girls, they accessorize things like crazy. Yes. Accessories can make such a huge difference in an outfit. I always tell my clients if they're not looking to overhaul their entire wardrobe, just getting some great jewelry and jackets and shoes and bags, those pieces that you can invest a little more in because you can wear them multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. And they really tie the whole outfit together and can make a huge difference. 
And big misconception, obviously, is that you have to spend a lot of money yeah. to be able to look good. Absolutely not. That's something, Correct. another thing that I really pride my business on is working with all different budgets and all different lifestyles. So I love to help women that maybe aren't even looking to spend any money on new clothes, but again, just want to focus on what's already in their closet and making the most out of what they have. Yeah, that's what I want to get across to everybody. You can call Laura and you don't have to think you're going to spend an astronomical amount of exactly. money. That's, you know, you can. I mean, yeah. if, if you want to, if you want to go spend. Doable. Well, yes. Yeah, if you want to spend a fortune, <laughs> for sure do it, but you don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that when I started my business, I definitely wanted to kind of make it clear. Even 11 years ago, styling was not a thing. So people thought it was crazy starting this business and it's become more popular over the years, but I definitely think it still has um, that stigma of only the rich and famous have stylists. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not the case. We have a from Mila Samokina. Says, oh, yeah, Hi, Candace friend. Jordan. She's going to be the photographer for my event tomorrow night. Ooh. Um, so she is saying hi. And then we have Jim, who goes by James on here. Let's read his quote. He said, if I wore that, I'd look ridiculous. Close quote. I have that same problem. My wife tries to shop for me. She has good style. You better say that or else Sharon will kill you. <laughs> but man, I can never convince myself that it looks right. Aww. What does she do for folks who want to look good but don't want to look like they're trying or don't want to appear, quote, fashion forward? Yeah, no, that's question. a great question. I have a lot of clients who just their personal style is a little more understated. And again, it's all about what you're comfort comfortable in. And there are so many great modern things out there that don't have to be over the top and in your face and flashy. Um, so yeah, again, Chicago has a casual vibe and it's definitely doable to find those pieces. Um, and that's why people hire me is to help them to be able to get introduced to those new brands and designers that, um, fit their style. Do you think fit is also a big portion of it? Totally. Fit is a huge, important part of it. Definitely. I know for guys fashion, at least, Especially, yeah. you know, where if you're wearing a suit or a shirt, I just, I used to go to a bunch and I won't name them. I used to go to these custom <laughs> suit places because Again, I'm built like a T-Rex. I have a big neck, short arms, and I can't fit in anything. So I went and I got a couple of custom suits, and they tore easy, but they were really pricey. And then when I went to a couple different places where they had less expensive suits, but they tailored them perfectly, mm -hmm. I said, well, they almost look exactly the same as my custom stuff yeah. did, but they're just, they fit well. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And especially um, if you're not spending as much money on it, um, it's okay if in the end it doesn't last a super long time. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell people to keep that in mind. Again, like I mentioned with the accessories, you can kind of invest in those pieces that you know are going to take you for many years to come. And I really focus on styling my clients in pieces that aren't just super trendy, like I also mentioned, and just getting some classic pieces that are going to last you a lifetime. So question for both of you. If you had your favorite, your favorite fashion piece of your own. Ooh. I get asked this question a lot, and I think, I mean, it hasn't changed in a long time. I actually have this amazing belt that was my grandmother's. It's vintage, and it's so easy to throw on with anything. And again, it's a great accessory that just kind of ties it all together, and you can wear it over a dress, over a sweater. It's um, a really great piece that I feel like I wear a lot. Candace, how about you? Well, my whole thing is uh, statement necklaces. I mean, totally. if I, you know, I wear all black, and then if you put a statement necklace on, it's like 
changes it completely, the outfit completely different. Yeah. And that's always been my go-to thing. So I have them in rhinestones, crystals. I have fortunate to have a diamond necklace that looks beautiful. I have some Hermes horn and you know crocodile yeah. pieces. And so that's what I pack. I pack like one black shirt and then you know forty different necklaces. So yeah. that's that's really my go-to thing. The accessories, and you have, uh, I don't know if they can see John, but you have great accessories. You have, oh, thank you. You have them on your wrist, yeah. neck. Yeah, no, I really, I'm all about accessories. Yes. Good girl. <laughs> Has it always been that way? Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, like, she, like well, she said, uh, you know, you get the classic pieces, and then you use, you know, funky, fun things, trendy yeah. things for accessories. And that way, mm -hmm. you know, you're not spending a fortune on, you know, a Chanel jacket that is going to go out of season. Exactly. In a, in a, yeah, so... I think for guys, the socks and pocket squares has become Love a Love socks. Yeah. I'm so into the socks and watches. I think watches, watches are like key. I'm You've got to have some good watches. I'm not going to tear my pants by pulling my feet up here to show everybody <laughs> my socks, but I have, um, they're like eggs. They're oh, up. nice. No, they're egg great. socks. <laughs> nice I have a lot of food, food socks, <laughs> yeah, I like but I it. feel like that's becoming, and I was, I was self-conscious about socks too. I would wear just normal socks. It and, is interesting. I mean, again, when I work with men, it is harder to get them to like feel comfortable in little things like that just the socks or the little pocket square mm -hmm. or um just those little details um but as soon as you start you realize you're getting compliments all the time mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. john i'm gonna do you have any food socks i'm gonna buy you some food <laughs> socks i've got an amazing sock collection. actually you do because i did I, see yeah. you wear some cool socks yeah. i was about to tease you because i was imagining you were wearing like white Michael Jackson socks, no, but I'm no, wrong. No, you no. do have good socks. No, Let's got, see your socks, John. Let me oh, see your socks. Just, these are uh, simple. Oh, he's good. Those aren't that bad. Just good. Those are good. Yeah, but, all right. Uh, you do have yeah. good socks. So about a year ago, my, Ed, I don't know, I guess it was Christmas, uh, my girlfriend got me a pair of socks. And just like, one pair? Funky. No, they were funky. They were like super funky. I was going to yeah, say, was she, he was yeah. in the naughty list, got one <laughs> pair of socks for Christmas. Got a lump of coal. Because she, she knew that I liked funky socks. And then what she did is in the package, she put a note saying that on the 25th of every month, I was going to get a new pair of socks. So she, it was like that's my awesome. own personal sock. Oh, yeah, that's it's cute. All, it's totally, been going yeah. on. So she renews it all the time for me. Oh. Yeah, so I've got... All kinds of. Oh, I hope my husband's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna want some socks. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a good idea. Socks are the best. Do you? Uh, John just touched on kind of like the delivery service of um, of fashion. I don't do it because I feel like again for me it's very much if I go into some place and somebody knows my fashion they can they can help guide me whereas a box I feel like I, can, mm -hmm. I guess I can give them general tips about what I like. Yeah. But I, I feel like they wouldn't be able to have that intimate kind of. I don't want to say dressing me, but they dress yeah. me more intimately mm -hmm. um, than the box. What are your thoughts on kind of? Yeah, I mean, again, I there's nothing against those services, and I think they're really great for some people out there. But I have a lot of my clients that do come to me that try those out, and it just um, doesn't work out because it's not as customizable. They're not seeing your actual body shape, mm -hmm. um, and I think that once they get to work with someone who's you know, able to see them in person and really show them in person how to wear things. Because sometimes you put something on and it actually is fabulous, but I have to be there to show you exactly how to cuff it or tuck it the right way. Mm -hmm, exactly. um, and when you get a box in the mail and you just throw something on and it hangs on you, you don't really know that this could actually be fabulous with a couple little tweaks. And that was my, the body type thing for me was the, the toughest thing to overcome to get something in a box because I know I can't wear like a, um, 
what do you call it, like a double-breasted suit because it looks yeah. funky on a guy my height whose upper body's about that tall. I just look weird in it. Mm. So certain things I just can't pull off, but if you go to somebody one-on-one, they can, yes. with their experience, look at your body type and say, this probably will look better on yeah, you. There's a box, you really exactly. can't. John's got a love note for me in the corner. Oh, I keep forgetting, and he's now showed this to me twice. There is a promo code for people listening from Wheelhouse, right? Yeah, so if you um, contact me through my website and just mention Wheelhouse, then you'll get 20% off um, my half or full day styling packages. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you for that. Of course. Ladies yeah. listening, yeah. give her a buzz. Because I, I do feel like even a handful of consultations will give you enough knowledge and confidence to really change the way you dress. It worked oh, yeah. for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I work with all different types of clients. Some clients hire me um, multiple times a year, sometimes up to like eight times a year. But honestly, like the average is four times or less. Some clients hire me once a year just to kind of do that overhaul. Um, so seasonally is also a great way. But yeah, just if we work together one time, I will be able to teach you some really great styling tips and tricks that you can take with you um, to be able to shop on your own as well. Candice, I got a question awesome. for you. Um, well, I have a promo as well. Oh, let's yeah. hear it. Yeah, I'll give anybody that follows me $100. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get another million followers. You get bombarded. <laughs> the, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, go ahead. but you know what's funny is um, the more followers you have on Instagram now, it's a monetizing thing. Oh, yeah, it definitely. It's, it's it's working well. I mean, I've had trips because of it and that I've written about. And, you know, I, I love it. And, oh, I you know, I just filmed a pilot for a docuseries oh, cool. on social media influencers. And they are four this. girls. Yeah, so four cool. girls in the city that they picked. And, um, you know, it was so much fun to shoot. We did it in the fall. It's being edited now, and they're going to shop it around. But who knows? The concept is fabulous. It's the antithesis of the New York Housewives kind of a genre. It's all positive, and I really, really enjoyed it. And my fingers crossed that something will happen with it. Oh, I can't wait. If That's it really cool. get, let John and I know if yeah. it if it gets oh, picked yeah, up. Believe for me, sure. everybody in the Everyone's universe know. will know if this gets picked up. So <laughs> you'll this, be so sick of me. <laughs> we've uh no, impossible. We've been chatting a lot between John and I and actually in the office about this whole new business idea of just being a social media influencer mm-hmm. because if you build a big enough network of followers, there's a huge monetization factor to that. Yeah. Is, I'm not there yet. <laughs> you, well, you, I think I think you're yeah. you're on the right track. You're definitely on your way wow. there. We were talking, and um, Joe Rogan was talking about this too with uh, one of his guests, and he said, I think it was Dan Bilzerian. He said, "Listen, I, I people think that I, you know, am am really kind of using these girls." And he said, "I'm I'm truly not." And he goes, "I swear to you, every time I tag one of them and they get a half million followers, they're now making a quarter million dollars a year from sponsorships." And it's I a little s- bigger than my residual check. Yeah. So he, we're gonna talk to Tom Cruise about it. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, have, to to we're gonna have to get him to tag you yeah, in a post, and the then hell? you get all these followers. But you see all these people who are in a, and, and I've been watching it because I'm, yeah, I don't have a lot of followers, but I watch this and I think it's a trend that's going to continue on, and mm-hmm. it's a way to make money in the future. You see a lot of people doing it in a non-organic, not um, them type of way, whereas. You are doing it in, like you said, like with everything you do with your business, this is me, Mm -hmm. follow me because this is what I know to do. And it comes off very organic. Yeah. Well, I hope it is. I mean, that's the the way, I mean, I see a lot of people that some people say, oh, you know, for your Instagram feed, it all has to be one shade of color. And, you know, and I think, wait a minute, that's not, you know, I'm just going to 
post what I think is interesting and hopefully what I think is interesting, other people think is interesting. Yeah. And so that's kind of how, you know, I'm running this, my, my Instagram. But, you know, I mean, everybody's got a different method, obviously, and some things work better than others. But so far, so good. So. It'll be interesting to I'm see. I'm sure because of this show, it's going to just skyrocket. <laughs> Sky- I'm just watching it right now. I can't wait for it to explode. By the time you walk out, you're going to owe like 100 grand to people standing <laughs> yeah. out there waiting for you. Like 100 bucks, we got a, we got a thousand <laughs> followers. Yeah, I want my 100 bucks. <laughs> our our uh, very loyal followers are going to go follow you. Go fo- so, so on Instagram, it's Candace Jordan. Candid Candace. Candid Candace. Yeah. Um, so follow her on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Twitter, 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 Candid Candace. Perfect. Yeah, you Twitter have it on across the board. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So Thank John, you. John runs the um, the visuals on the actual video. So well, hopefully you, people John. will continue to we'll see it. Sure. Unlike lag- Mo, thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> and Candy, uh, Candace, I've been following you for a while. Unlike you. oh, thank oh, you. Well, at least, a, at least a week. I'll give you a hundred dollars <laughs> after the show. I'm gonna unfollow John now. <laughs> Unfollowing you, buddy. Oh, come on, man. No, no, no. Um, I was gonna ask you your fashion sense, obviously probably became very confident because you started modeling at an early age and 13 people, 13 yeah you basically had people saying hey you can wear this wear that yeah. did you just become confident from go in that uh no you know everybody especially when you're younger you got to fight and struggle and try things on and look like a fool most of the time when you see yourself in photos mm-hmm. until you and, you know taking photos of what you wear is really big it's a key to making sure that you're wearing something yeah. that looks good because you'll look in the mirror and you'll think god i look great and then somebody will take a picture and you'll say oh my god i can't believe i'm wearing that so that is one of the reasons I was able to hone my fashion sense because I see myself in all these photographs and I know what looks good and what doesn't look good. So at least I hope I do by this time. But yeah. Well, nowadays they have Instagram filters so they can filter everything <laughs> however the way they want. They can't change your outfit, can they? They definitely can't. But I've seen, I've actually seen a friend's um, girlfriend. She was showing me how they they edit. They can literally edit somebody smaller, somebody larger. They can, they can cut things. They can change the angles of photos now with um with filters it's crazy yeah put somebody else's head on your shoulder advertising yeah yeah truth and advertising well that's not in that's no more they could just stretch me a little bit (laughs) oh i think that could be done sure (laughs) my problem is every friend i take oh my friends are six one to six four so everyone i take a photo with not only do i already look short it's oh. exaggerated because they're all giants. Any oh shorter gosh. friends, I would yeah, gotta hang out with Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey. he's taller too. You know, yeah. if, if he'll hang out with me, I'd love to hang out with him. If there was a way to hang out with him, but yeah, it's interesting. I feel like as I've grown older, I've become less obviously self conscious about everything. Your T Rex arms, my T Rex arms. Yeah, I've come to terms with them. They're not growing. Anymore. I have the same T Rex trouble. I, uh, I can't take a selfie because my arms aren't long enough. I'm the last person. <laughs> so too. after the show, when we take our photo, yeah, we'll have like somebody right take here. it. So we're not selfieing yeah. ourselves. But they have selfie sticks now. So yeah, well, that looks a little ridiculous. I, know, yeah. I, I just, don't like a I selfie stick. I just do unless my you're at Disneyland. <laughs> you know, that's the only place it looks appropriate. Yeah, I don't. I don't own a selfie stick. Um, I just let other people take the yeah, photos me for too. us with longer arms. <laughs> and Matt me. said, "Shout out to tall friends." Yeah, you're one of the tall friends in all my photos, buddy. I just want everybody else to kind of crouch down a little and me to just bring a step stool so I can just be at the same height. But I feel like as a kid, it's harder, especially at 13, to have a ton of confidence in everything you're doing. Because as I've grown older, I'm now confident in myself. Did you feel like at 13, it took a lot of um, becoming confident quickly? Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, I was an only child. And so I think only children are by nature, they grow up a little smarter and wiser. And my parents were also older. 
so that all those combinations of things kind of, I mean, at, at 13, I felt like I was 40. So I don't know if I ever went through that phase where I questioned myself. I mean, obviously I did, but it doesn't, I don't remember it. That's awesome. Yeah. Laura, how about you? Do you feel like as people, I don't want to say age, but as, as you grow a little bit older, your confidence level in yourself just goes up and you're less self-conscious. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, um, especially starting a business, um, it's a, I always tell people it's such an amazing feeling when I got to that point um, a few years into my business where I wasn't lying anymore. When people were like, how's it going? And I was like, oh, it's great. But then all of a sudden I didn't have to lie anymore and it was honest and I everything was kosher. So yeah, um, I think the confidence like comes with loving what you do and figuring out what you're trademark is and going with it. Don't feel bad. I did it too. I tell, I coach and train a lot of business owners now and I tell them, listen, if somebody asks you how it's going and if it's going bad, you don't want to be the type of person that says, oh, this is terrible. This sucks. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to work with right. somebody who's got that sort of attitude. Just oh, you fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah, you really do. And, I, and eventually it comes, yeah. which is an exciting feeling when you're like, well, it's consistent it. hard work that you've obviously done. And, yeah. and I always tell people business is partially hard work but it's also a big part consistency a lot of people can work really hard for a month two months three months but you yeah. said you had five jobs and you were dropping yeah. a job almost every year so working an outrageous amount of hours with still having passion yeah. is an incredible thing mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i think that's what helps again just making sure that you absolutely love to do it and you'll stick with it and make it work John wrote me another love note. He wants me to ask you the question. What's your average age of clientele? Or Great question. Range? Totally ranges. But um, I would say my average is like in the mid-30s to mid-40s. But I have clients that are still in high school. A lot of, um, not a lot, but mothers will purchase me as a gift. Like as they're a child <laughs> oh. gra or graduating from high school, going into college. And a lot of those clients have turned into full-time clients that hire me once they've gotten their job um, that I've worked with for years now, but it started off as a gift for graduation. Um, just last year, I um, had a couple um, mothers and fathers, parents who hired me um, just to help with their return to high school wardrobe for their children. That's so great. I have young clients cool. um, and a little older clients. So Definitely ranges. What a great idea to give it as a gift. Yeah, I, I'm gifted often, definitely. So <laughs> the, um, the holiday season, Valentine's Day, it's a really great option for giving to your mom, your wife, your girlfriend. Um, it's a really great pampering special gift. Definitely. So the, to the guys listening, Matt, yeah. not you because you don't have a girlfriend. He's teasing me the whole <laughs> Might time. Might get I you give, a girlfriend. I want to give it back to him. <laughs> it's about time gift this as a gift. Yeah, That's definitely. A wonderful gift. So you can just reach out to my website and I can help you put together the perfect package. Um, of course, I do gift certificates, but then also it's always nice. I can help you find a beautiful piece of jewelry to wrap with the gift certificate. To... Best way to do that is through your website? Yeah. Contact okay. page on my perfect. website. Any advice for somebody getting in business? Oh, so much advice. So let's see. I mean, I've learned so much over the years. Um, I think the best advice that I was given um, when I first started my business was just that it doesn't happen overnight. And um, someone once told me that it takes an average of five years for a startup company to start making a profit. So knowing that when I started my business, I think is probably why I had five jobs. <laughs> um, yeah. But it really did help me to um, realize that it was going to be, it was going to take time to build that clientele and get the word of your business out there. But um, once it does start and it starts to roll and um, everything, you know, slowly gets easier. So 
Yeah, it's everybody, and we've used this quote a couple times, John and I, everybody overestimates what they can achieve in a year, underestimates what they can achieve in a decade. And Bill Gates' quote that that Tony Robbins takes sometimes and uses as well. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's people all too often think that year one, you're going to be successful, or year two, and then if they're not in the first two years, they think, well, it hasn't worked yet for me, so I'm not successful. Well, your efforts sometimes take a while to compound and become a success, Mm -hmm. so good for you. Yeah, and with me, just having... Although in the beginning, I didn't have as many clients, just knowing that they were going successfully and those clients were returning to me. So, you know, every year my profit would double because I'd have those return clients, but then also adding in the new clients. So it takes a while, but as long as you stick with it and know that you're making a difference. Any um, fun vacation spots for you? Anything you like going to? I love to travel, so it's really hard to kind of narrow it down. And I feel like my husband and I are always trying to just go to new places rather than like repeating. But um, my some place that will always have a special place in my heart is New Zealand. Oh. I went there when I graduated college. I just moved to New Zealand for almost a year and just kind of did it on my own. So um, I hope to go back someday and bring my husband and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. Our guest from last week, Lawrence, got married in Tahiti, and I went to his wedding in Tahiti. And then he had his honeymoon, which is crazy that he got married in Tahiti. His um, honeymoon was in New Zealand. And he said the same thing. He said it's absolutely amazing. Yes, absolutely. And I love to hike. I love the outdoors. So they have the most breathtaking overnight hikes and stuff there. So Any fun fashion trips? Is it Europe is kind of the big, is it, yeah. is it Italy? Is it I France? Mean, yes. Going to Europe is always a good place, but I get inspired by fashion trends everywhere I go. I actually um, recently went to Amsterdam and I was pleasantly surprised with the fashion in Amsterdam. I thought um, they had some really great boutiques, of course, is like what I'm into, but um, just finding those hidden gems, you can find them everywhere you go. So mm-hmm. I always, whenever I go on a trip, I try to, find one great piece that I take home with me, whether it costs $10 or, you know, Mm -hmm. just something that will remind me of the trip and be special that you can say that you got in that place. So Mm -hmm. do you, is there any truth to the fact that Europe is more fashion forward than we are and their trends come before ours do? Is there any truth to that? I mean, little probably. Bit? Okay. <laughs> yeah. my, my, my little cousin who lives in Italy is watching. I want, I was hoping the answer was the opposite uh-huh. so I could throw it in his face, but so they really do get ahead of us just a bit and then it comes back here. Yeah, I mean it's always it's always changing. So okay. yeah, yeah. I feel like they're bolder. I was in Italy this um, this summer, and they just almost they dress a little bit bolder than I we feel do, like I think. they just always have an air of confidence. They That's do right, exactly. Like Especially no matter French women. Yes. Oh my God, they have three things in their closet and a scarf that they know how to. It's work always that scarf, right? Yeah. The scarf just ties it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You felt the same way, Candace? Like percent. Oh, confident? my God, yes. I mean, you'll see things in the south of France that you see here five years later. I mean, that's what I found out. I mean, it was a little disappointing, but it was also, it made the trips more exciting because you always have something to look forward yeah. to. Because P- Playboy actually had U.S. and international, and is it a completely different episode, uh, not episode, a, um, a uh, yes, magazine? Yes, layouts. It's completely different. They oh, use different covers. They use different poses for the playmates, even that might be the same playmate, but there's different photos in it. I mean, it was fun to find out all these different photos that I had forgotten I took, but you see them in these foreign, fa- you know, foreign, ma- for, almost said foreign fashion <laughs> magazines. That's, that's not true. But um, yeah, they definitely, they're different. But they're, they're, you know, and they're not racier. They're just different. I don't know what they look for. It's, I guess it depends on which editor for which part of the country. But, um, yeah, they're different. That, to me, is so interesting, that fashion and just lifestyle and the social aspect of everything is so different from 
the U.S. to France to Italy mm-hmm. to everywhere you go. Yeah. I guess it's cultural based yeah. a little yeah. bit. Just what beauty yeah. is in different cultures is always interesting yeah. to see. And I agree with you so much about seeking out local designers because they're the most cutting edge of exactly. all the people in the city. I mean, you know, we, we've got great department stores, but it's almost like they're buying for, I don't know, you know, not that that's wrong, but like office workers, you know, yeah. where you have to be, have a certain, you know, jacket and suit and tie. And the, you know, you find these like Charnette Swaby, who I love, and Elda yes. De La Rosa. I mean, and they're just doing fabulous things, yes. you know, that's outside the box and beautiful. And so I so applaud you for, for doing you. that with our local designers. Thank you. There's not as many men's local designers, are there? Yeah, honestly, that's kind of one of the reasons that I did start focusing on women, women? just because... Um, it is a little harder to find local, even local boutiques that are specialized in men. Yeah. So Boris Powell does both. I know. He's amazing. awesome. Actually, I love him. you've worn him, right? Yes, I, d- I yes, have. I love Boris. him. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, this is a generalization, but probably factual, that women are obviously going to go and shop at boutiques more than guys are. We might dress up our socks and we might, you know, do <laughs> take small risks, <laughs> yes. but we probably won't do the... Um, boutique hopping that a woman might sometimes the women go into the boutiques for the men though so I think some more should open (laughs) yeah I mean listen a a lot of times it's probably a female influence making a guy become a little more Mm -hmm. um, bold or confident with his attire yeah but um yeah it it would be cool to see more men's fashion spots open because it would give us more to look for Mm -hmm. um and obviously give us trends like I look at when I even go to suit supply, I'll look at the mannequin and be like, well, that looks well put together. And then I'm like, I could see myself wearing that because it's already been put into an outfit. So many of my clients say that. They, I go into their closet and they're like, well, I bought that entire outfit because it was on Ann Taylor Loft's mannequin. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my five other clients have that exact same <laughs> yeah. outfit in their closet. Yeah. So that's why working with um, local designers helps to be more unique. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, I, f- I almost feel like it's the automation of an entire outfit coming together where if it's yes. automatic and I look at it and I say, well, just put my head on that <laughs> thing and I'll kind of look like that. Yeah, exactly. But I can't visualize, okay, this t-shirt with this pair of pants, right. with this pair of shoes and that, and then mannequins put them together. Exactly. Well, that's, I keep chiming in with things that I do, but yeah, um, no, I also, what it's all about. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I also, one of the biggest sellers for my business is I make, um, unique digital lookbooks for each client. So we take pictures, like you were saying, of them in their entire full outfit that I've styled. And then they have a website with a password that they can go to every night and plan what they're going to wear the next day from outfits that are in their closet. That's and a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it makes a huge difference to not stress out in the morning and be able to walk out the door feeling like you can take on the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, You pre, pre-plan essentially what you're going to be wearing yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace, so tomorrow we have an event for you, um, coming up and I think John aired the, did you, we didn't put it on yet. We're going to put it in the comments section. Thank you. Um, anything else coming up in the next week or two that we might, should we just check out? You know what? Here's how I work my calendar. I have everything written down what I have to do every day. And until that morning comes, I don't look at what I'm going to do the next day because it's just, it's a little overwhelming sometimes. And so, and my memory sucks. So I have to have it, you know, (laughs) written down. So there is a lot coming up, Mo, but don't ask, follow you're going to have to I'm going to have to follow you. <laughs> you have to come see my calendar. I love that you still journal. There was a guy on last week, Brad, who actually wrote the book about um, his book on happiness. And it's a great book. And he said that his writing was also born from journaling. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Now you're the second person in two weeks that we've had on who writes. But it was almost born from the idea of writing in a journal. Do you mm-hmm. still write in a journal? 
Uh, no, I don't. I write on, I use Chicago now because I write okay. on that blogging platform and I write on, but you know, you're talking about events. I just, I was at the most amazing event the other night. I just forgot Woody's winter Warm Up with Kara, Kara, Carrie and Sarah Wood, okay. uh, the yeah. former Chicago Cub and all the Cubs players were there. And Joe Mad was there again, but I mean, they had they jumped behind the bar and they were, you know, competing for tips for charity. So that's going to be the next column in the Tribune that I wrote about. And it was a fabulous night for fundraising. Very cool. And are most of these events where somebody just has to buy tickets ahead of time? Are they exclusive? Can you show up to most of them? Uh, you could. Sh- uh, you have to buy tickets ahead of time online for most of them. Yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, there's all different ticket prices. Sometimes they have uh, for younger people, for the young auxiliary board, uh, they have different pricing. So you really should go to these these charities websites because there's a you can get deals you know there's early bird pricing that you can get cheaper tickets um but yeah but definitely check out my tribune column because you'll see all these fun events there i i was checking out candid candace.com and you do have a recap of a lot of these events and they all look like so much fun and no matter what the ticket price whether just like fashion you can have less expensive it goes across the board but most of them go to charity so all of them go to charity. All of them go to charity. Everything so that everything I cover go- it is, is a charity event. Perfect. So all yeah. of them go to charity. So yeah. your your cost of going to the event is obviously always going to a great, yes. great, great always. cause. Yeah. Um, John, what are we looking like on time? I know we're a little bit over. Yeah, we're a little bit over, but we're okay. Awesome. Any events you got coming up? Uh, yeah, I actually wanted to do not exactly an event, but I'm really excited um, to have partnered with this amazing organization, Hope for the Day, this year. Okay. Um, and all of their proceeds go to suicide prevention and mental illness awareness. Um, it's something that's near and dear to my heart, and I feel like everyone has somebody out there who can benefit from their services. So um, I'm going to have events coming up this year, but I'm in the very early stages mm-hmm. of planning those. But I'm excited to have partnered with them, and you can donate through my website now. Um yeah, and I also just love to donate to silent auctions and galas throughout the year. So if anyone has a silent auction coming up that they'd like styling services, um, contact me and hopefully we can oh, help I, each other we'll, out. We'll definitely talk. Yes. I think we got <laughs> definitely. We have a hookup here. here for sure. Yeah, we have a hookup to all the best <laughs> exactly. events in Chicago. We love when that happens here. And yeah. we were saying off air, organically, a lot of our guests have become friends and they've collaborated. You two obviously cross-collaborate on a lot of different yeah. mm-hmm. of the same types of things. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and we can follow you on social media as well. Yeah. Um, Instagram is shoppinggirlxoxo. Okay. Um, Instagram's probably the best way to follow. And um, my website is shoppinggirlxoxo.com. And Instagram's great because it's so visual and yes. fashion is a visual thing. Yes, so exactly. Guys... I've, I, I attempted the blogging thing and it's just not for me, but I feel like Insta-blogging I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I keep people up to date on everything going on through Instagram. Yeah. I tried blogging a little bit it's for hard. a real office. It's hard. It's very time consuming hard. and deadlines are just mm-hmm. killers. And cons- you have to be consistent. That's yeah, the difficulty. That's, yeah. It's constant content. Yeah. But when you're very good at the constant content, like you are, Candace, yeah. blogs take just a whole new life of their own. Well, they get a following. I feel like that if I'm off my, my my deadline by a couple of days, that the content that they read will make up for the fact that it comes out a little late sometimes. So, Well, it's yeah. like, again, I looked at it last night, and it's consistent. You mm-hmm. have consistent content, and it's great content. Thank you. And I feel like what separates a really good blog from one that just kind of dies out and doesn't get the followers you have is the content. Right. Well, you know, I call mine a newsletter because it's a little bigger than a blog. It's yeah. like a blogazine. Blogazine, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're it's it's like a blog on steroids almost. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's um it's well written. It covers a lot of incredible events 
And the people who are attending these events are always very interesting people, and yeah. everybody wants to know about oh, them. Oh, thank you. I, I really I love doing it. But it is time-consuming, and it is hard work, but it's, it's worthy work, so I'm glad to do it. And you're out a lot. Yeah, I know, much to my husband's chagrin. <laughs> no, actually, he has become a night owl now, just like me. So, really? yeah, we're both, uh, I mean, now that he's made more friends, because in the beginning, you know, he's, he's not out there, you know, personality-wise as much as I am. He's the quiet, strong type. And, uh, and so when we started going to all these events, you know, he kind of stand back in the sidelines. But now he knows these people, and so now he can interact more, and so he has more fun. And so now we're both like, ah, you know, ready to go, have some fun. Is he from Chicago too? Yeah, he's originally from Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you know, it's um, you obviously are very outgoing. So I'm sure he goes to these events and he's like, I'm never going to be able to be as outgoing <laughs> well, as Well, he would is. never want to be, I yeah. guarantee you. No, we're a perfect match. We've been married 30 years in July. Oh, so congratulations. awesome. Congratulations. Love of my life. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And you're a night owl. Like, I'm the same way. We had a guy on the show last week again, and he was talking about how everybody says, oh, you have to be a morning person to be effective. And he said, no, it's not true. It just depends on your your lifestyle and how you, yeah. yeah how you're yeah how when when you feel the best and you know since i was little i've always been a night owl so it's something that's in your makeup from birth same yeah. i've always been you too i get yeah. all my best work done at night yeah definitely right. see i'm yeah. the same way and i've had people try to change me and say well you got to get up at 5 a.m and get everything done and i said you know what 11 p.m to 1 30 a.m mm -hmm. for me is quiet time nobody's bugging me exactly. i just get stuff done mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting you're the same yeah. way yeah definitely are you, do you wake up late then? Are you kind yeah. of late? Yeah. yeah. You get some rest? She says proudly. Yeah, proudly. No, nobody needs that fashion advice at 7 a.m. They can get they can get it a little That's bit right. later. Yes. How about you, Candace? Yeah, no, no, I get up late. No, when I have to get up early, I mean, I'm really, I'm thrown off for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, my eyes swell up. I look like I've been up for three days and it's just, it's not a good look for me. John, you're a morning guy, right? I kind of I bounce all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can be up. Uh, I get your messages until... sometimes when I'm waking up. That's yeah. that's why I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John's like, you ready for a phone call? I'm like, no. I have <laughs> no, Text me. Yeah, text me. Yeah. Right. No, anywhere from I get up from five thirty to six thirty. But there's times where I can't sleep. I'll go to sleep at one thirty at night. But four or five hours of sleep, no. Your hours are strange, too, because met Maggie. A lot of times you take your significant other's kind of hours and you kind of mesh them together. Right. She's traveling a lot. She's right. she's a uh, flight attendant for you, Southwest. Southwest, yeah. Um, so she's, her travel schedule's funky. Oh, yeah, it's bonkers. Do you find that yours is kind of similar to hers now, travel schedule uh, or life schedule-wise? You know, a lot of times, because uh, I still have my place out in the city, but I won't bring my car into the city. We'll just leave, use hers here uh, because she has the in-building parking. And so if she has an early check-in, I'll drive her to Midway. And there's times she'll have to be there at 4.40. So we're up at 3 a.m., mm -hmm. out the door by 3.45, drop her off, and then I'm up. I'll just, if, you know, LA Fitness opens at 5, <laughs> just go to the gym, knock it out, 7.30, I'm ready to roll. What a nice guy. You deserve that one pair of socks you got last Christmas <laughs> <laughs> for all those drives to Midway. Oh, the next time you see Maggie, she's going to give you one. She's going to she's gonna teach yeah. you. <laughs> Well, no, we love Maggie. She's our biggest fan. Oh, and she is. For she sure, is. a happy yeah. birthday, 21st birthday to her either. on uh, Friday. Yeah. Friday's her actual birthday. Or you guys celebrating Friday's on Friday? Her, yep. Actual birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Maggie. Video, if John sings to you, videotape <laughs> it and send it to me. I will pay for the video wow. so I can, I can get some uh, payback for the video you had edited of me. 
Oh. Well, between the hundred, we're getting off of Candace. Yeah, Maggie and I are getting money off You're you. Making well, it. we've already followed her, so we don't get the hundred. It's new followers, yeah, John. So it's not retroactive. Shit. No. Maybe he'll make it on American Idol, though. Oh, <laughs> I'll be your manager. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, you'll be on it. I'll be your manager. Oh, yeah. They're no. not going to pick me. I'm, I'm definitely. Although I love no, karaoke. No. I always joke I'm the Britney Spears of karaoke because I don't have a good voice, but I can perform <laughs> if you give me enough tequila. And he looks great in a suit. Tell me you sing Britney Spears too. I can't. I can't. I'll sing almost anything. You just have With to give enough me tequila. enough tequila, and then I will sing whatever you want me to sing. Uh, Maggie said, real fast. Maggie said thank you, and she's on it, so she's watching. Oh, can't right. wait to get that video. When I get it, oh, I will share yeah, it with both of you Yeah, share with all well. of us. For sure. Um, so, John. I did have one real quick yeah, question let's, for Candace in regards to uh, blogging. Yeah. How long did it take, because it is a lot of work and mm -hmm. such, and I'm not, I'm not looking to jump into it, but I'm just mm -hmm. curious, how long did it take you to realize, wow, I'm really starting to build a following Newsletter in that arena? Yeah. Newsletter. Um, well, like I said, it was probably started with the Today's Chicago Woman magazine when I wrote it online for that magazine, and then mm -hmm. I started to get the followers. But, um, you know, I was on a show called Chicago Licious that was a short-lived um, reality show, and um, the op the first uh, premiere show was all about me. I mean, it was all about me and my blog. And they it came out of the blue. The producer called me, and I and he said, you know, would you be a part of this? And I said, yeah. I had no idea what it was. And we filmed some scenes, and you know, they're always disjointed, so you don't know really what the true storyline is. And then when it aired. It was about, oh, the Candace, you got to follow her blog. And it was all about this, the lead guy telling all of his friends, that he, you know, he's trying to get on my blog and he hopes I, that I cover him. And my husband calls me. I was at an event at Navy Pier and he says, Candace, he says, your Twitter is lighting up. He says, what's going on? And I looked at it and you could just see him go like down the wow. thing because wow. of this show. So that's really where that's my starts. Uh, I started getting followers from uh, social media. That's it wonderful. Was, it was really crazy very cool that's so cool because you never know what's going to be the big no thing i mean it was the weirdest thing off. in the world that's awesome you know obviously you have an incredible background you've been very popular in chicago and all across the country and uh worldwide for a long time so and you have great content so it's i guess easier to get followers but that moment when you can go viral it's just incredible. I mean, yeah, well, kind of went viral there. Uh, it did. It was just, uh, yeah. I'd like to see that happen again. <laughs> yeah, hundred dollars. Well, yeah, hey, listen, you may be soon if you money, that hundred bucks. Everybody is. You know, John. What we should do is, you know, how we sponsor little portions. There you go. Yeah. You know, we'll just cut that portion. Yeah, and we'll sponsor, but we'll put really small print that says, "Just kidding." Yeah. Well, you know, there's ads available on my blog, so I hope to see Wheelhouse there soon. Yeah, oh. we'd love to. Yeah, no. I did. I saw that on the right hand yeah, side. Sure, there's tons of ads. Sure. Well, we, I tell you what. We are within the next 48, 72 hours. I didn't mean hours. to put the hammer down. No, no, no. no, this no, is, no you actually no. bump and set something fantastic <laughs> yeah. for John to announce. I, I do appreciate oh. it. You did a good uh, thing there 48, for John. 48, 72 hours. We forgot. Now, we're actually going to be launching, finally, hopefully, our uh, aewheelhouse.com website. And we're going to be doing a lot of uh, show content and, and some newsletters and behind-the-scenes stuff. But we're also going to do some, some banner trade stuff so that we can oh. actually help some of the people that come in here as guests who have who want to build their social uh, their online presence mm -hmm. and sort of trade things off. So that's awesome. That's a great idea. I, I, I know that you have a, a much a lot, bigger following. Lot bigger oh, following. I love that. That's a great idea and that's a nice yeah. Oh, I'm anxious to see your your website. Yeah, yeah so that's exciting. It looks great from what it we've seen great. so far, yeah. but what we've done is we 
we want it to be visual video wise because a lot of podcasts don't have the live aspect of a show where people can interact. They're pre-recorded and then they go out later. So your fans and friends can interact. So we wanted that. Mm -hmm. So we wanted the live show. We also wanted to pull the audio because we got people that said, hey, listen, we're listening to you guys as like a podcast on the way to work, but we're just hitting YouTube and then trying to listen to the video. Can you guys be a real podcast? So John went and got us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, Google Play, all, all those good mm -hmm. things. So the website will have the ability to do both things. And then what Very we cool. want to do is really feature everybody who comes on, short clips, sponsor those short clips, mm -hmm. and try to get as much exposure to everybody as we can. That's awesome. That's great. It. Awesome. Thank you. Well, yeah. Honored okay. to be on, especially No, with we're you honored to have though. you both on. I mean, it's um, when we started this, we had high hopes that we'd have a lot of fun guests on. And over time, we've accomplished that. We've had yeah. a lot of great guests on. And you two, I feel, and I say this a lot, I feel like I could talk to you guys for hours upon hours, <laughs> especially because you, again, you mesh so well together. Um, well, we are night owls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Call yeah. us anytime and after yes. 11 p.m. We're going to, now with, uh, you both have iPhones, so we can do like a group FaceTime. There we go, yeah. Which is also bad for me because again, T-Rex There arms, you go, yeah, you got just your nose and eyes. And exactly. Your when I FaceTime now, I just try to get this phone out in front of me and I'm like, wait a second, that's really close up and my two best guy friends are yeah, very And then tall. they take it, they go, shh. They're like, yeah, yeah two right. feet out from me. Yeah, I have me to beg everybody to take selfies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll have to take one after the show and post it with, you our T-Rex <laughs> aren't selfies. Um, John, um, because we're just about out of time here, um, what do we got going next week? Well, we had a great, great show today, and we're going to follow that up with another one. We have uh, Melissa Graham, who is the CEO of Purple Asparagus. And what a purple, excuse me, purple asparagus does is they uh, zero in on nutrition primarily for uh, kids in underprivileged schools. They have a, it's a 501c3, uh, and they get sponsorships from outside uh, companies that want to help kids learn, not just give food, but learn about nutrition, uh, try things, uh, new things that might not be available in their neighborhoods, and just get a little bit more experience of high protein, high vitamin foods. Um, and she's been doing this. She's a great, great person, great personality, kind of like these two, firecrackers, just oh. really talking, <laughs> fun, fun, fun lady. Um, following up, Melissa, staying in the food realm somewhat, uh, we have a gentleman named John Porter. He is the CEO of Chicago Pizza Tours. Oh, wow. Yeah. You did so that because I'm on a diet. You're on the same diet. Are you torturing us? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so he has uh, full, they load up buses, and there's, I think, nine different pizza places that they stop at, and they do it naturally during the summer. There's a lot more uh, during the week as well as the weekend, during the week and the weekend. Uh, but they'll take you from place to place to place. You pay in advance. You get a slice from each of their specialty pie, whatever it is. Um, I believe there's beverages along the way. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but, yeah. One of my uh, friends and his wife went on it uh, last summer. Loved it. Just said they they tell you all about the background of the of the place they're taking you to. A lot of them are pretty cool. Uh, Pequods is one that comes to mind. Right around the corner from my um, office. It's and it's uh, so there's a lot of history in a lot of these buildings, if not just the businesses, but the buildings themselves. So it's a little history, and you get some pie and a couple of beverages. Oh, so he's going to be good. on uh, next week as well. 
I'm going to make you a deal. So John and I are in a fitness challenge that he's going to lose to me for sure. But it's a eight week fitness challenge. And I think we're nearing 40 or 50 people signed up at this point and it's eight weeks. So I'll, after the eight weeks are done and we weigh out, I'm going to take you on this pizza tour. And we'll we'll do nine slices of pizza or how, whatever it is because wow. I, we can't do it before that. We cannot do it. I mean, can. I'll buy you the pizza tour within the eight weeks if no, you want to go by yourself and, no. and ruin your fitness. I appreciate challenge. that, but I'll I'll take a pass on that. I'm gonna have to call our guests and say, hey, listen, give me an expiration date of like six weeks out, sure. and I'm gonna get John a gift card so he has to go. So are we gonna go together and hold hands? Well, after eight weeks, I will. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I'll wear some funky socks. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> me too. Well, that sounds like a great show. We had an amazing time with both yeah, of you thank today. You so thank much. You. I had uh, a great time. Like I said, we could have done this for hours upon hours, but maybe we'll save it for the FaceTime <laughs> yeah. for us all as night owls. John, maybe on his way to Midway, we'll FaceTime and drive. Don't yeah, do we'll, that. we'll see. We'll see. Um, thank you again so much for yeah, coming on. Thank you for um, check out both of their websites, check out the newsletter or we call it the blog on steroids here. Um, follow them both on social media. Obviously doing great things around Chicago. Both host incredible events. I mean, you're gonna be hosting some, some fashion events. You host tons and tons of events all over Chicago. Um, please support both of them. Like us, share us as well. Share this video. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you to, uh, next Wednesday at three o'clock. Yeah, so next tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> In three.